Welcome to the G Spot, the podcast that discusses topics relating to sex, dating, and relationships, with a focus on pleasure, connection, and education. I'm your host, Heidi G, sex and relationship therapist, and I believe we are all entitled to a fulfilling sex life and relationships. The G Spot, the best sex and relationship education you'll ever get. So today's podcast is about transforming your relationships. And joining me today to talk about this is Terry Crosby. Terry is a relationship coach, writer, and speaker with a private consulting practice for individuals and couples. She believes improving how we relate to others starts and stays with ourselves. And it takes one person to change a relationship. Terry is currently in the final editing stages with her relationship book, which will be published late 2020 or early 2021. Welcome to the show, Terry. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So I know you've got an interesting background story, um, and I was hoping that you would share that with the listeners today. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Um I, in the 80s, I became a life coach and a relationship coach. And um, I, I just, I'm not the kind of person that was sort of born with a silver spoon in my mouth about relationships. I had to learn. And so mm. I've made a lot, a lot of mistakes. I've fallen down and gotten up many times. And I didn't really get it until about 20 years ago. Um, and a light went on. I, I realized that my difficulties in relationships didn't have to do with the men that I'd chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that in relationships, trouble is never about the other person. Okay. I never, I never really got that. And so it had to do with me and how I thought and how I related, which is a much more powerful uh, position to be in in a relationship with somebody else when everything is. In, in your own lap. Mm. Um, so when I was kind of turning things around with Eric, my fourth husband, I've been married four times. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and Yeah. <laughs> and um, so my relationship with Eric, which uh, was in the year 2000, anyway, it kind of went the way of all others. I had a five-year pattern with men. It would just sort of go downhill. And I didn't understand until 20 years ago why that kept happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, I just asked Eric to hang in there until I could just handle my stuff. You know, I could actually get back on my own two feet um, about being in a relationship and fix my side of things. And we spent 17 years together. Mm-hmm. And um, he passed away three years ago. He he got cancer, unfortunately. So okay, sorry to hear that. But, yeah, but I I help people who love each other get along. Okay, that's, that's what I do. So four marriages. Um, yes, and then you're talking about the the same pattern, and that you had to break that pattern. Is that mm-hmm. is that right? Yes. So, so what, what was the pattern? What were you repeating? Basically, Heidi, if I could put it in one word, I would say blame. Okay. When, what changed with Eric is I just, I gave up blame. I, I just, I just stopped. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I, I put everything, everything in my lap. 
Um, the quality of our communication, you know, how we got along on an average day, our intimacy, everything, how much fun we were having. I just considered it in my lap. So what changed? Why was it different with Eric? Um, I mean, you said that you had everything, you know, on your lap and the blame, I guess, stopped. But what was that sort of, you know, aha moment? When did you realize? You know, you the you called this podcast transforming our relationships. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment of transformation that happened with Eric. And a lot of times transformation in a relationship happens because of shock. Mm-hmm. You know, something just kind of shocks mm-hmm. you. And it was a Sunday morning and I thought everything was okay. I went to the coffee. I went to the kitchen to get some coffee and I... When I came back, he looked like he was, uh, it honestly, looked like someone had uh, come into the bedroom and decked him while I was gone mm. and and that he'd lost the fight. And I thought, oh, my God, what happened? And he said to me, I saw so I So I'm kind of reluctantly asked, you know, uh, it looked like a very painful conversation ahead mm. of me. Um, and it was shocking to me that he was in that kind of shape. And he said, are you done with me yet? Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, I just took in this in breath and I don't, you know, I think I'd always had one foot out the door in terms of blame. You know, if you, if you, if you consider a relationship as much his doing as yours, then the way, the way I use that, I'm not saying that everyone does, Mm. but the way I used it was that that gave me one foot out the door and it was always kind of his problem that the relationship wasn't going well, not mine that I was somehow superior. Honestly, that's, that's what I would say, but that I was, I, you know, he should be better at certain things. And so I just stopped doing that. Mm. I just, Mm. I just stopped in that moment and it changed everything. Now in your bio, um, and I find this really interesting and I absolutely 100% um, support this, um, improving how we relate to others. And, um, it starts with ourselves and stays with ourselves. Totally. Yeah. And I totally believe it. I'm, um, I'm a big believer of, you know, the most important relationship you have is with yourself, um, in healing yourself as well. Um, because that will sort of, you know, I guess pave the way for, um, I guess how you respond to other people in other relationships and the type of people you attract and the relationships you have. Um, I'm really big advocate for healing as well. But the one thing I found interesting is that you say it takes one person to change a relationship. And I say that because, um, usually when I see my couples, <laughs> Um, I say to them, you know, it takes both of you guys to make a change. You know, you both need to meet halfway to make this change, to transform the relationship into a relationship that you were both wanting and that um, you were both happy with. So could you just talk a bit more about that? I can. I That's what I, I used to believe mm. that. I used to believe that. I thought that was a really logical, fair thing to yeah. say and that it that it always took two people. The only problem for me was that that actually didn't turn out to be it, it didn't work for me. 
I, I sort of, I, I would just say that I used it, um, against the relationship. So the part that you said to Heidi about how everything, I'll, let me go back to, let me backtrack mm-hmm. a little bit where you, you, you said that everything about the relationship, about our relationships with other people always starts with mm-hmm. ourselves, which I agree, I agree with firmly. Mm-hmm. And why that two way thing didn't work for me was because I had some, I had some work to do on myself. And I, I discovered by being around Eric and uh, all the work that I did yeah. with him is that what I said to him, what I thought about him really had to do with me, not him. Um, our frustration, my frustration with him, it pointed to something I was frustrated with in myself. You, it's this thing where you can't have a better relationship with someone else than you have with mm. yourself. If I'm, if I was fighting with Eric, then there was something going on with me that I needed to take care of and become stronger in. So I developed this um, way of working with couples. I call it mouse in the corner. And, and I, so both people are in the room, but I'm working with one, one person, one partner as if the other partner isn't Mm -hmm. there. And so let's just say I'm, uh, let's let's say the woman started out as my client and then she brought her husband in. Let's just say that it could be either way. It doesn't matter. So she she brought her husband in. So the great advantage in Mouse in the Corner is that he gets to watch me work with her and see that he is blamed for nothing. That every time she says, well, shouldn't we be talking to him now? This concerns him. This has to do with him. He does this thing that I can't stand. Um, that he should stop doing. He should stop doing something or start doing something. That's usually what change is mm. about. And, um, you know, we say we want change in the relationship, but really what we're saying is I want my partner to change this. So why don't you talk to him now and let's fix him. So the, the technique allows him to relax. So he's not blamed for anything. And I work with her as if this has to do with her only and her relationship with herself, which it always turns out to be. It, it is really truly, um, not about him. There's some examples that I give in the book I'm writing about, you know, a woman who did just that. She turned to me and she said, well, shouldn't we be talking to him mm-hmm. now? And then mm-hmm. she discovered in the conversation, that her feelings that she that she was having her frustration with him actually had to do with her relationship with herself and how much she accepted herself. Wow. So, wow. yeah, it's a powerful thing. And so that's what happened. Uh, that's what happens when when I say that one person can change the relationship. That's what I did in my marriage to Eric and it changed everything about our dynamic. He was no longer blamed for things. So, you know, Heidi, when you, when you blame someone, when you treat them as if they're wrong, it really backs the best of them into the corner. Yeah. And so they defend themselves rather than actually seeing what's there as well. So it's just another 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 part of the why it only takes one person to change a relationship. I never asked Eric to go to a class, to read a book. I never asked him to change anything. 
That's and I think the mouse in the corner technique that sounds like a really powerful um, technique and a way to work with clients. Yes, and there are so many advantages to to doing that. Um, people tend to be more honest. People tend to bring it because here here's a couple sitting there, and if the gentleman brings up something, then his partner can't jump all over it. He can actually express it entirely without being interrupted, without anybody voting no, yeah. you know, and, and, and I still work with him as if he's responsible for how he gets, you know, they get equal treatment. He's totally responsible for how that is in their relationship. So what can he do? And a great question always is what if nobody's wrong? That's such a beautiful question. Mm-hmm. What if nobody's wrong? There's just, he said this and she said mm-hmm. that. And now what shall we do? What, what would we like to create here? That's, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And that's just, um, it's a a bit different to how I work. And now I'm, um, I'm thinking of maybe changing my ways. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, so Terry, you've made a few, um, um, dot points. You've sent me a few, um, important points. Um, that, you know, that we could cover today. And, um, there's just a few that I wanted to that really stand out for me. And I think it sort of, you know, um, this kind of relates to what you're just talking about. You know, we say that we want change, but often what we mean is we want things around us to change. I want my job to change, my partner to stop or start doing or saying something. We mean I'm familiar and comfortable with what I'm doing. I'd like to keep that, but let's fix everything else. Yes. That's, that's how I used to feel. I, I like myself. I think I'm yeah. fine. I believe, I believe I'm a kind person. I believe I'm a kind person. And so I'm mm. good. But what he's doing is causing trouble. Let's fix that. That's the, that's where most people come into a session. It's a beautiful place to start because it's where most people who have fallen out of love start. Mm. It's, it's a, it's a great starting block. And so I, um, I, I just, when I'm working with a couple, um, I, you know, I, I take the stance that if, if you want something to change in the relationship, it has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with you making a change. And if nothing, cha- nothing is changing in the relationship, that means you're not changing. So it's a good, it's just a good measure. Um, I, th- I think that's where a lot of suffering happens, yeah. Heidi, in relationships. Yeah. yeah. Is waiting for the other person. Mm-hmm. To do, to do the work that's mine to do. And do you think, like when we're talking about change or, well, you know, I'm a good person and I'm loving and I do this and I make sure the house is kept in a, you know, orderly fashion and dinner's on the table and, um, you know, it's, you know, my partner who needs to work on X, Y, and Z. Do you think that the difficulty with looking within and changing ourselves is because of what we feel that we're experiencing or what we believe our partner is doing to us is something that doesn't feel comfortable or something we're struggling to deal with and or going within 
and changing ourselves and recognizing the things within us that needs work on can be too confronting for people. Well, you've said some really good things there, but the way that the way that I approach this sort of thing is that I'll I'll just use myself as an example. It's just easy. So in my relationship with Eric, when I was fighting with him, when we had differences and I, we we didn't really fight, but we we had this style where we were sort of, um, you know, walk away in a silent, (laughs) you know, we had, we we would just go, we would go silent and walk away. That's kind of our, yeah, we didn't yell at each other. It wasn't like that. And, um, but Every time I had a disagreement with him and I was being a certain way in a when we were having difficulty, I noticed that I was being a way that I didn't really want to be. It was not who Mm -hmm. I am. I was I was being critical. I was being uh, judgmental, that that kind of thing. And so. If I went back to the drawing board and fixed that in myself and learned a different way to be, like really hear him and see what he was trying to tell me instead of just criticizing him or handing it back to him and, you know, whatever I was doing in that moment, um, that was not really who I actually am. It might be who I was trained to be, who I learned to be, who I felt obligated to be growing up. You know, my father was kind of critical. Maybe I learned from him. Mm. You know, so I picked up ways of being that I thought were just the way people are. And so I became that. It wasn't really who I am, but I adopted it. And so what being with Eric allowed me to do was clean up my act. So when I disagreed with him or when I was um, upset about something, I sat back and I said, is this me? Am I actually being myself here? And if it wasn't a way that I wanted to be with him, I learned a different way. And I also have to say that change feels really strange Mm. because everything, you know, you've been that person for a long time. You have that habit, you know, some researchers say that by the time you're, I forget what the age is, 30 or 35, that you're a memorized set of actions Mm -hmm. (laughs) and thoughts that you don't come up with anything much new. You basically recycle who you are. You're not actually learning. And and so in my relationship with him, when I was fighting with him, when I was disagreeing, when I was upset, I was recycling. I was actually repeating something that I'd always done. But in that moment, what I did was look at it and said, do I want to keep this? It's sort of like cleaning your closet. You know, do I do I want to keep this? Is it something I would like to wear? Is this a way I'd like to be? And if it wasn't, I asked Eric to help me set it aside. He became my partner in the cleanup exercise, which was so cool. It just it brought us closer. I said, Eric, I don't want to be that way anymore. That's really not who I am. And so if you see me starting down that track, it's okay with me if you say something. Like, isn't that the blank you wanted to give up? And then I'd go, oh, you know, it is. Let me back up. So it became a process of discovery and sort of cleaning, cleaning up the way I really wanted to be with him. And the more I did that, guess what happened? The more he did that. Wow. Yeah. It was gorgeous. It's one of the most amazing 
experiences that I've had with another person. It just meant so much to me. And do you think that um, because Eric saw the transformation in you, that kind of, you know, he, I guess, had to um, adjust or move in order to be where you're at or it was like motivating for him? Why do you think he changed? I wouldn't even, because there was space to change. I didn't see him as um, the same. There was this really incredible moment we had where there was a moment where I was sort of accusing of him. So here's, this is a perfect example. I was sort of accusing him, not sort of, I was accusing (laughs) him of being a way, you know, that this is how you are, Eric. And so that's not, that's not going to work. You're not going to follow up, you know, and he turned to me and he said, if you hold me to who I was five years ago, I can't help me. I can't help you. I can't help us. So please give me the grace to change. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a powerful moment. I, it just has, it stays with me because it depends on how I see him, you know, just how I see him. So he stepped up because the, the answer to your question is he stepped up because I stopped seeing him in limiting ways. There was actually room for him to step mm-hmm. up. I wasn't going to judge him if he tried and failed some, you know, at uh, some new thing that he was a new way that he was trying to be, then it's okay. He could just fall down and get back up again and say, that was a good shot. Let me, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I got angry. You know, sometimes he would get angry about stuff or he's just human. We're, We're all human and we make, you know, we say things that we, maybe wish we yeah. hadn't or but it's mm. it's not so much what happens as how you interpret what happens that was the big way that 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 gave so much space for him to step up because i wasn't i wasn't seeing him the way he used to be there was actually room for him so that's really interesting and you know as you're talking about this um I'm thinking about a client that I'm currently working on and my client says to me, you know, when I'm angry, I I can be verbally abusive towards my partner, um, but that's not me. That's not who I am or uh, I'm doing that because of, you know, my partner, because my partner makes me do that. And I guess the work that we're trying to, you know, um, that we're trying to work on is um, obviously stopping that behaviour and taking responsibility as well and of of your actions and of your behaviour rather than, you know, I'm doing this because my partner is making me do that. It's like, "Mm." you're doing that because you are angry and you're expressing your anger, but do you realize what effect that has on your partner when you do that? So that's the work where, you know, we're doing. And um, yeah. one of the points that you have made is, um, you know, fights are fueled by being who we're not, which I find interesting. Yeah. And I think that relates so my- that definitely relates to the client that I'm working with, actually. 
Yes. And the interesting part is that I have never found that saying I that trying to motivate a person to change because it will make it better for the other person that I have found for myself that that never actually works. What works better is more focus on her if it's Mm -hmm. a her and what what who would you like if that's not you then who are you actually yeah. so so who are who would you like to be in that moment and how can we do that how can you learn to be that person because that's you mm. then she'll get it she'll get it and then it will naturally take care of if she really gets it if she does that if she learns who she is and gives herself permission to be that truer, I, I call it true me, to be true. If in that moment I can be true me, then it that's motivating. That's a reason to do something. Mm-hmm. We can never really change. You know, I always tell people change for yourself. You know, you can change for another person, but it, it, it'll, you know, that's not a strong enough reason to keep most people going back to to make changes. But if you feel like you are becoming the person you've always wanted to be, oh my gosh, mm. that's powerful. Definitely. That's that'll keep people that kept me on track. Yeah. I was like I every every day I felt stronger and stronger about who I was and your client will too if you if you guide her to change for her, just for her. Forget about anybody else. Mm. Start with herself. Yeah. Well, like I said, changing for the sake of others is not enjoyable, healthy, or sustainable, which is very true. You can't do yeah. It. Yeah, you just can't do it. You can't sustain it. You can't every time you're around Aunt Martha, you know, who thinks you should be this particular way, you know, you pretty soon you're just not gonna want to be around her because you can't be who you yeah. are. That's yeah, you got to be different to be around her. So you'll just go play with somebody else. Yeah. And that's what happens in marriages. They just people just go play with somebody else. You know, we go to wherever we can be authentic. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, yeah. and I guess going back to change as well what I've noticed with this particular client is um she has said, oh, well, you know, my partner wants me to do X, Y, and Z, so I will do those things. Right? But do what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. Yes. You know, yes. so, yeah. Because when, Sorry, go ahead. Because when she gets really happy, because you're, you're right on mm. track, when she gets really happy, that's going to make a difference. When she's doing her, when she's doing what she wants to do, when she's providing, you know, in – I'm sure you talk about this in sessions, but what is it you want to give mm. in your relationship? What is it? What do you want to give? Mm. Are your gifts welcome? Are, is the way you cook? Does he, you know, your partner love that or the way you go on hikes and come back all happy? You know, that's authentic for you. And then you bring that authenticity to the relationship and it just, it just kicks everything up a notch. You know, it, 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 it just makes the way that you're talking to each other more real and more intimate because you're excited and you've got fire in your eyes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a gorgeous thing. Yeah. 
And that's, um, you know, that's the work that we're actually doing, uh, you know, with this particular client, like finding herself again. Yeah. yeah so. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've you. given me, you know, just, um, you know, chatting with you on this podcast, you've given me some more tips as well. So that's good. So I'll keep that in mind that's the next good. time I see this client. So <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, so um, you've told, well, you did mention um, in the beginning of the podcast that Eric is no longer with us. Um, are you currently dating? Are you seeing anyone? What's the situation? I am. I am. <laughs> it took me three years to get to even he – uh, he died in 2017. It took me until, um, earlier this year. Like, uh, he, he died in March of 2017. It took me three full years to even like consider mm-hmm. being with someone else. It was just so hard. It, 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 I, I just couldn't get there. And so I just gave myself time. I, and people were so kind to me and gave me time and didn't expect me you know and I love 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 it that no men asked me out during that that three years I mean I must have been wearing a sign that says you know in grief leave leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) I was just I was just so thankful and men were so kind to me and talked to me but they never asked me out and that that was new for me because when I used to be single, that was, ever, that was, you know, that was never an issue. And then I started to wonder like, gosh, is something wrong with me? And then I finally realized, no, you just have a sign on your forehead that you're not quite yeah. ready. And, and the moment that changed, um, I went to this, I went to a class uh, because somebody told, <laughs> oh gosh, somebody told me it was a great place to meet men. And I said, oh, sign me up. And it was like a two day thing. And I said, ah, you will laugh about this. I sat in this class and I, you know, I was listening to the speaker. I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing, but I was going row by row in this, in this class going, how about that guy? How about that guy? I wonder about him. I wonder what he's like. Oh, really young, kind of wild. Well, kind of probably too young for me. Anyway. And I kept landing on this one gentleman who just looked wise and kind and he just he just looked like he you know he just looked like a good guy and I just kept coming back to him I never went up and talked to him he actually came up and talked to me wow out of 125 people this man that I kept landing on in my mind um he came over and talked to me and that's how our relationship started and so we've been dating since March. He lives three hours away. We don't get together that often. But I'm learning so much being around this man. He's got this deep core about him that is just, you know, one of those everything's going to be okay kind of core belief thing, you know. And and so he's just strong and kind. And, um, you know, at first I thought we were just having fun and playing and, you know, being being like, kids and have it, you know, uh, just, I thought it was just kind of casual. And, but the more I'm with him, the deeper it gets because there's, there's room to do that. You know, there's just, it's so cool. It's so nice. (laughs) Yeah. It's just beautiful. And it, I didn't have to try. It just showed up. (laughs) Oh, it just flowed. That's nice. It did. Yeah. And he's enjoying it too. And we have long, deep talks and we talk every day. And then when we can get together in person, we do. Um, 
So it's just, it's a treat. It, it's, I, it's such a process of discovery and joy and that's wonderful. So I'm enjoying dating. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that's really yeah. good. And it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Yay. Even better. Even better. It's like, wow, I've never done this before. Wow, I've never felt this way. So the, the challenge for me, which is such an interesting thing, the challenge for me being after having been well-loved, mm-hmm. you know, and and making and having a really good relationship well being being loved and loving in return and just having this really deep experience with Eric to be in in this relationship now um it's such an advantage to bring that to to this situation but also it's a challenge like you know, I at first I kind of felt like, well, I want what I used to have. Maybe I could have that in this relationship. But now, speaking of transforming your relationships, um, but now I feel like, well, what if it's even better? Like, what if this is a whole new thing that I don't even know about? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. There's the sky's the limit. So I don't want the same thing. I want I want what this is. What it, so what is this this relationship? Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. I've got this smile on my face, this real big smile <laughs> on my face. I can see it. I can hear it. I love yeah. it. Oh, that's great. Um, so there's one point I just wanted to end on. So if you could talk to this point, um, before you break up as a couple, break break up your patterns. Yeah, what a good thing. Mm. If if that's what I did. I, I decided, you know, that I was just going to take care of my patterns. And there was a point where I thought, you know, this relationship with Eric could go either way. I don't know if we'll stay together. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to do my work. I'm going to break up my patterns. And where I need help, I'll ask him to help me recognize them. Mm-hmm. You know, he became, he, he was like a good assistant for me that way. He, he never, he never was like pretended he was perfect and I wasn't, you know, he never reported it to me like a negative vote, like you're doing that thing again. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't do that. It was like, Terry, here's this thing. I'm just waving. This is that thing you didn't want to do anymore. I go, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. Sometimes it was a tone of voice thing. Yeah. I, yeah. Or a, a lack of response, you know, um, uh, little stuff. I, I asked him for help with little stuff and big stuff. And so, um, so I broke up the patterns and then we didn't have to break up and his patterns changed too. Amazing. They improved. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. That last one. That's a really, that's a cool well, one. Old pattern. The old patterns don't have to dictate the future. Yeah. They just, they don't. It can actually, you know, when a pattern came up, then I would go, Oh, that's like a signal. That's a, you know, that's a choice point of mine. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So old patterns became a reminder, like that I could do something else. I could choose a different way. I thought it was a good one to end on. <laughs> it is a good one. It is a good one. So Terry, if um, people want to find out more information about your work or um, contact you, how can they do that? 
they can go to my website, which is incareofrelationships.com, incareofrelationships.com. And um, my poetry book is for sale there. You can put it, you can get on the mailing list so that when my new book about relationships, and this is kind of my, the main, my main work will be in this, will be in this book. I haven't, haven't, you know, it's the first time I've done that. So it's, it's just a great process. Anyway, so you can be on the mailing list for that. Um, you can contact me for a session. If you'd like a session, I do Zoom and phone and, you know, all the usual ways that we do now during COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, I definitely will be getting a copy of that book. That's for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> so thank you so much for um, sharing your story and your expertise, Terry. It's very much appreciated. Mm. Heidi, thank you for being so uh, curious and open and for your own brilliance in working with people. I think what you do with um, sex therapy and helping people sexually, I just I just think that's so important. It's such an important part of any relation, any, any intimate relationship. And I'm glad you're out there. And thank you for, um, thank you for doing your work. Thanks, Terry. I'm definitely passionate about it. So yes, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. I've enjoyed my time with you. Anytime. Um, Let's do it again. (laughs) I, I would like to, we could have a lot, we could have another discussion and I, I, really appreciate the time with you I enjoy you I, I love don't be a stranger no way no way Jose. Okay. you've got me as a friend okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Jerry. all right thank you for listening be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media at Heidi G spot and check out the website at heidigcounseling.com Join me next time on The G-Spot because the world is a better place when there's great sex and relationships.